Welcome back to New Rockstars. Is one division sitcom reality branding sword infiltrators with flair? Or are they following a super self-defeating dress code? Why did Monica Rambo out herself with that sword necklace? And more importantly, did she go to Jared? I'm Eric Voss, and this is Rogue Theory. With me today is the uncut gems of the show, Tommy Bechtold. <laughs> hey, Eric. Guess what? I'm not wearing jeans again for the hundredth straight day. That's right. No zippers, no buttons, just cotton and elastic. That's all a growing body needs. That's uh, right. And it is growing. It's just not growing the ways I want it to. It's going it will get like there. this. Um, and like this. Also with us, the like Tiffany's this. to my Zales, Marina Mastros. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man, I fared way better than Tommy in that analogy. This is how I win. <laughs> yeah. And we are thrilled to have back on the show our friend, comedian, and 24 karat solid gold dude, Tom Michelson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was wondering, I was like, what jewelry reference am I going to get? This will be a good one, yeah, but I'm yeah, going to 24 yeah. karat. Uh, thanks for having me back. Happy New Year. I got my new rock stars beard like Eric and Tommy. So, yeah, let's, yes. let's, let's get it going. Marina, where <laughs> is yours? We're back here. Oh yeah, oh, it's back. Back. oh nice! It's all yeah. party in the back over there. It's party in the back, yeah. Party in the back. We're just party in the front. All yeah, these yeah. Uh, jewelry puns are courtesy of off-screen producer Zach. He actually had the whole intro <laughs> of the show, that kind of thing. And I said we need to tell people what the show is about at the beginning, Zach. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, guys." <laughs> so let us talk about Westview's relationship with Sword a little late in this episode. We're gonna keep talking about WandaVision and finally figure out what the hell all those hexagon images are yeah. about. Uh, but let's start with this question. We've been obsessing over these first three episodes of WandaVision, and, you know, by now we kind of know what Geraldine slash Monica's necklace is a reference to, and we've come up with some solid explanations over what S.W.O.R.D. is and what their mission could be, but we haven't really talked enough about why would Monica wear that necklace. Actually, Kevin Power and I were discussing this on Twitter this week, and he is onto something. It makes no sense for S.W.O.R.D. agents to wear obvious flair that identifies themselves if they're trying to sneak in there it's like carol danvers joke in captain marvel with that shield hat does announcing your identity help with the covert part of your job yeah. so mm -hmm. let's try to figure this out together uh, let's start with the theory that monica maybe didn't decide to wear this necklace herself but that maybe wanda's pocket reality might have a way of labeling or marking sword outsiders what do you guys mm. think about that that's actually pretty close to what I was thinking um, because actually my my sort of like more fleshed out theory as I was watching the show, just like with my face glued to the screen, just if you watch it pressed up against the screen, then you get more information from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's why I haven't been, I miss so much stuff. That's why. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting too far away. You have to scoot closer. Um, I think, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. sent her in, um, in episode two with a 60s outfit or a 50s outfit, whichever one is correct, John, just pick whichever one. Um, and when Wanda updates everybody's outfits to be the 60s, she does it to everybody with her powers, right? And um, when she says, when she brings up Wanda's brother, I think her mind picks out things that are threats to her reality and changes them. So it's not her walking in being like, you know what I'm going to put on a shield necklace because that doesn't, you're right, Eric, like that or doesn't a sword make any necklace, sense. Yeah. Or I mean, sorry, a, short, a sword necklace. So it doesn't make any sense for her to walk in with a sword necklace. That doesn't make any sense. But I mean, unless you want to sell merch that 
that is it makes. <laughs> I mean, we know sense. the business angle for this <laughs> outside yeah. the. Yeah, I'm sure it's pre-ordered. I mean, Hot I already ordered already. one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I ordered fifteen. Um, so it is working. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but when there's a threat, something shows up to Wanda to mark that person or to make them show up to her so that she can eject them. Right. So the beekeeper is really unusual. Uh, the helicopter turns red. So it's not Monica coming in with something that is going to obviously set her apart. But once she makes that threatening, that remark that seems threatening to Wanda, her mind changes something on her to signal to her, like, you have to get this person out of here. So Monica mm-hmm. basically is like, like, looks down and is like, oh, shit. And then she gets booted. Yeah. So like, she didn't walk in with that. But whatever necklace she was wearing, and I should go back and rewind and make sure that that, I mean... I wonder if anybody's done that. Did she have it on in the beginning of the episode? Yeah, I mean, she end? did when she first walked in. Uh, the thing, though, is did she have anything, any kind of sword flare in episode two? I'm not so sure. I mean, right. it might have been tucked into her wardrobe. But, like, mm. Marina, you bring up an interesting angle there. Maybe it was um, Wanda's subconscious mind, you mm-hmm. know, that just kind of it's like, protecting her. Um, yeah. But Wanda, you know, she was surprised when she saw it. She's like, what does that symbol mean? Uh, a lot yeah. of this might be Wanda's subconscious mind, but does Wanda's subconscious mind only recognize sword because all these things have the sword logo or anything mm. threatening? Or is it just that only sword is capable of infiltrating this pocket reality? I wonder more if it's not necessarily that it recognizes sword or if sword is the manifestation of Wanda recognizing something is off and it keeps mm. revealing itself as sword. You know what I mean? Like yeah, almost like yeah, an yeah. animal knowing the difference between a predator and something that is not threatening like yeah she, and, and we just keep seeing it visually manifested as uh, uh as sword uh gear you know sword on the helicopter yeah. sword so i i my thing is i'm wondering if like anyone in that realm has a certain amount of uh amnesia anyone who goes in there no matter what mm. whether they were dressed period appropriately or not they go in with a, a certain wardrobe and their minds are immediately wiped by whoever is doing this magic whatever whatever whether this is artificial intelligence or or actual magic and then i wonder if as things are going on and as the reality starts to shatter around them people's memories are coming back more so i wonder if geraldine slash monica really was just starting to remember that stuff in the moment there like if she if she really had no idea what she was doing there and thought that she was genuinely supposed to be there and that those those visual reminders are clues to the viewer that these people are starting to catch on to their own actual reality. Totally unintentional. And then she, again, looks down and is like, oh, shit. I had a pretty great sword necklace when I was in high school. Uh, Me and all my friends had it, and it had a little sheath. And when you took it out, there was a little bump of special K on it. And and then you put it back in, and nobody ever knew. And that's why we all failed math. Because of the necklace, obviously. But we passed creative writing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did great in theater. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, like, and not to go rogue here. I know we don't really do that here, but Whoa. I can't help. I can't help but think that, like, maybe the necklace was on purpose. Because what if it works in like Inception, where it's like a token that helps ground you mm. and remind you uh, who you are, where you are, and and like Inception in this dream within a dream, you get lost. You know, you can get lost very easily, and maybe. Maybe it's one of those things where, because Sword, they weren't caught by Wanda in any way. She found the helicopter, saw the logo, so she was kind of planting, planting the figuring, figuring it out, and um, yeah. you know what the what was going on in the first place. And then 
so by the time Monica comes around, she doesn't necessarily know that maybe her cover's blown per se. Uh, by the time when mm. Wanda's really like, hey, what's what, that necklace? And then, because I don't yeah. think Monica's aware of the beekeeper. I don't think she's aware that she, she found a helicopter with the logo on it. So for her, it's maybe it's something that the sword agents use as a key or, or like inception, like a token to, to yeah. keep them grounded and yeah. remember who they are. And then, but then now she just got yes, SOL when Wanda was like, what is that? Get out of here. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that idea a lot. Uh, this idea of a token. Um, and you know what, now that we're looking back on it, I wonder if uh, Geraldine slash Monica is Monica Rambo going in there because she didn't have any protective gear the um, the reality started to kind of brainwash her, and that's why they had to send in a second guy, the beekeeper, to try to go fish her mm. out. Um, mm. But then, yeah. um, you know, Wanda mm. stopped that shit dead in its tracks and then was able to sniff out the other uh, sword infiltrator. Do you guys think it's, like, possible that this pocket reality, whoever's really orchestrating it, pulling the strings, has a way of manifesting... Uh, something's true nature so like all these things are getting stamped and marked with this sword logo because the rules the reality know that they really represent a sword infiltration kind of like in uh mm. oz you know the wizard of oz uh once all these things get translated in uh, Dorothy's potential dream. Like the wizard was the the magician, the the soothsayer figure mm -hmm. who uh, was able to tell her fortune. Uh, Miss Gulch gets translated into the Wicked Witch of the West, and in mm. the same way that in this reality, things that were on the outside have a way of getting translated into a more simplified um, sitcomy version of it. In this case, it's like a sword beekeeper. It's Monica Rambeau wearing this sword necklace. Is there anything to that? Totally, because also, Eric, like you're talking about an emotional truth that also would just makes itself known in everybody's psychology in general. And she wouldn't really be an exception to that just because she has power. So like you can convince yourself that something isn't true, but you know it is. Like mm -hmm. deep down, you'll dream about it. Like if you really suppress something, you might dream about it or you might like you know say to everybody else in the world like no 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 the, whatever i'm a i'm a millionaire i'm totally rich i have a bajillion dollars and i i know that that's true but you know eventually you know deep down that that's a reality so she can build this entire world to convince herself the vision is still alive that she gets to have kids that all of this mm -hmm. stuff is happy 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 but deep down i think you're right she knows subconsciously and it's like leaking into her reality that she's building to herself for herself even though she kind of doesn't want it to yeah i think what we might find is like the sword ones are the obvious ones to us because we're still kind of figuring out what this logo means but then maybe we'll mm -hmm. go back and look at these episodes and find that like other characters uh little things about them were significant like uh mm -hmm. dotty being uh being kind of in charge of this cul-de-sac she could have like some kind of alternate role on the outside uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh jones um with getting fired or something like that uh herb cutting mm -hmm. into the wall that maybe he is someone who's literally trying to chisel uh, his way into the pocket reality and then did and now he's still trying to cut down walls like yeah. it'll be fun to see if there's some kind of like analog to each of them and that's why they're expressed the way they are inside westview one of them really just likes 60s clothing <laughs> yeah um do you guys think that there's anything to this idea that maybe all of this is sword and that it's kind of like every little sword clue we're seeing is just a version of westview trying to signal to wanda hey all of this is brought to you by sword 
uh, and that, you know, this is whole thing is a sword operation. Most, most definitely. I think that's kind of like we were talking about last week with the Truman show element of it, that these are mm -hmm. all pieces in this big giant game. And one reason I think that that could be true is I wonder if this is a defense mechanism against Wanda. Like if mm. maybe in the oh. real world, Wanda is on the verge of doing something catastrophic yeah. and they've kind of got her in a stasis right now. Oh. And they have like, they've used this kind of like, you know, last ditch effort to, to freeze her in time and then trap her in the, whatever this, this world is as they're trying to figure out how to calm her down and get her to stop or, or persuade her subconsciously to stop doing whatever she's doing. Like I, I don't. I keep throwing my hands up like she's literally like I'm, like I'm yeah. doing her magic. But like I just you are, picturing you are like Scarlet Witch. You know, yeah, like yeah. in Civil War. God, it's my dream to stand in front of a green screen, by the way, and move my hands like this, and then yeah, have everyone really. in the crew be like, "That guy's <laughs> such an idiot." But then on I, when it comes out, I'm shooting lightning bolts out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I wonder. Like I'm just picturing like when she when she threw uh, crossbones into the building in Civil War. Like if there's something similar to like that destructive where. She's yeah. just got someone, she's on the verge of killing someone. And so this is all an effort to kind of defuse the bomb, but the bomb mm. is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She's bowling and they put safety lanes, bumpers. Yeah. Bowling yeah. Lanes. Yes. Westview <laughs> is the safety lanes. Now, based off of how episode three ended, the town of Westview is there in the real world. It's not all right. an illusion mm -hmm. just in her head. Like we can see from the outside looking in, there are structures, right. there's a town welcome sure, sign. Sure. But that all could have been like an, a Potemkin village, right? Um, mm -hmm. That they put Wanda in and she's like wandering around mindlessly. But really there's like, they have some kind of waves that are projecting in her head. This all right. is around her. Or maybe it's like a two-way thing because I, at the end of the day, it's not barf, right? It's not uh, no. sword warping no. a reality. Yeah. It's not yeah. like that kind of mm -hmm. false simulated reality because mm -hmm. this is WandaVision. It... Uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, her powers are to be able to rewrite reality and warp reality. It's, it's coming from inside her going outward, not outside her going in. Right. And I, totally. I mean, I, to that point, like, I, I understand it's a physical place, but we don't, we haven't seen into that place yet. I mean, I, right. I could literally, sure. not, to, not that I'm trying to defend this point, she could literally be in some sort of like containment cell in the center of the yeah. town that we haven't seen yes. yet. You know, like she could still yeah. be, it could still be, I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, and I really like the idea you're, you're totally that right. she's, that she is in control and in charge and, and he's warping things to how she sees fit. I mean, you guys brought up last week mm -hmm. too, that maybe the, ha the, the beekeeper suit is just her, her point of view on what a hazmat suit coming through would look like and that it looks right. like a beekeeper. I think, and, and then that goes all the way down to like the outfits and how they look and how everybody looks. And at the same time, it clues us into like, what, again, what you've said before, Eric, which is her, her powers, uh, stay, uh, stay, stay reality, even after you get ejected from this world. And so she's right. just yeah. in some, in total control, you know, subconsciously, it looks like of this entire situation and like, how, how is that going to play out? And that's why, that's what brings everybody back. Like, holy crap, what's happening in this show? <laughs> but I, I think um, no matter who is really behind this, whether it's Agnes, uh, a mysterious third party that we've talked about a bunch of different options, uh, Grim Reaper, Mephisto, maybe AIM or something like that. Um, the, the the nature of this pocket reality is such that they are very good at labeling and marking uh like what white blood cells within a, a body mm -hmm. um foreign entities that have mm -hmm. come in and don't belong there so that tells us something about what's really going on right that it, it recognizes things that should be in there and things that shouldn't be in there and have a way of translating them for Wanda to be able to identify and eject mm -hmm. things that are productive to her, to this or not, yeah. She doesn't really want to wake up, like as much as she 
you know, she wants to stay in this reality and everything that presents itself as danger to her re waking up to reality is a danger to her, but also everybody else. So it's in everybody's interest to be like, no, 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 like stay in your bumper lane, in your bowling baby lane. Just until, like Tommy was saying, we can get things under control and then like gently ease her out. Because I don't think anybody is trying to like get her out lickety split, like just shoot her out of this reality because that's super dangerous. Or it's like, you know, they want to control her until they get what they want, which... Yeah, it could be that too. Mm -hmm. Well, this is still rogue theory and I still award points to people in my mind whenever I talk to them. Uh, I keep track in a meticulous spreadsheet, everyone's weaknesses, their strengths, their um, <laughs> benefits to society and ways that they can spell doom. So uh, the version <laughs> of that in this pocket reality is to manifest in golden sparkle box. Oh, they're um, back. They're and back. Uh, the golden sparkle buck of this uh, segment will go to Tom Michelson for coming up with that yeah! idea of tokens. Yeah. That idea of Inception tokens. I think that's really cool. I like that idea. When you uh, said Tom, I, I thought for sure. Save Tom. I, thought, I was I like, there's a drum excited. roll after the Tom. It's like, Tom. <laughs> and that's it, just Tom. And I'm like, oh, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, Tom Bechtold gets a blue sparkle buck. All right. For um, confessing his special K problem when he was a young Yes, <laughs> yes. Former problem. Now my only drug is candy. It's my strength and my weakness. Sweet, sweet candy. Candy is what I call crack. Yeah, yeah. I was about to be like, uh-huh. Marina gets a magenta sparkle buck for, for jumping on the grenade first with her take. First That's out of the right. gate yes. gets another little special point. I'm brave, right. but not always right. Hey, you still get points <laughs> for bravery. Well, we're gonna theorize more about Westview and what the damn hexagons mean. But first, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, yeah. you now can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with bluechew.com. That's blue, like that color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even if you're on a full stomach, to be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Eric, I like to eat a big bowl of Alfredo before I take my Blue Chew. I like to get <laughs> just the Alfredo sauce. No yeah, 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 noodles yeah, yeah. mixed in, no chicken, just the sauce. I yeah. simply can't perform unless I carbo-load, and for me, it's Alfredo <laughs> and Blue Chew every time. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, hey, uh, that's you need that flavor. sauce because you need the sauce to make some Voss sauce. That's what I say to myself every day when I start. Somehow I'm in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house. Though, we know for Tommy, he's fine either way. He, he doesn't mind it being shouted from the mountaintops. No, I, I have a town crier deliver mine. I have him march it from Main Street all the way to my house. And then I have him feed me one ceremonially. Delivery for Thomas Becktailed. <laughs> Blue Chew here. Blue Chew. Hey, Eric, I got a question. Are those uh, bucks, uh, those uh, bucks, are they really just foil wrappers open from Blue Chew? There's like a, oh. there's like a strawberry flavor. There's blueberry and then now gold, whatever gold is yeah. like their uh -huh. magnum uh, flavor. I'm not sure what. <laughs> oh, shush, Tom. You're going to lose your golden uh, oh boy. Blue Chew wrapper. Uh, just yeah. just from the book. 
Folks, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ROGUE. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ROGUE to try it free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use our promo code ROGUE at BlueChew.com. We also want to thank our friends at Audible for sponsoring this episode. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and now podcasts. For a second there, we were just saying nouns. Uh, cactus, <laughs> uh, spaghettios. Poster. Eric, I like a big bowl of Alfredo before I listen to my audiobooks. And a blue chew. Uh, you, got, you can slurp your Alfredo sauce as loud as you want. Audible is still yes. going to be crystal clear and super entertaining and life-affirming because you're a person who eats Alfredo sauce by the spoonful. One thing I really appreciate on Audible is all the great uh, sci-fi and fantasy content. They have a huge collection of Star Wars audiobooks, including the new-ish Thrawn and Ahsoka and Leia solo books. And now that like all these things are going to be in live action, you got to go back and read these books or just listen to them via uh, Audible because they're so good. They're so well-written. Uh, and you're going to see, you're going to get caught up on what Dave Filoni is thinking when he's making these into live action stuff and you'll see why they're so great. I also love when there's a recognizable voice narrating a great story. Like uh, mm. Tim Curry does all of the Lemony Snicket books. Uh, they also have Mahershal Ali, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Zachary Quinto, a bunch of other great famous folks narrating their thousands of titles. It feels like you're best friends with them and they're just whispering in, in your ear as you're going off to bed. Aww. That's what my best friends do. <laughs> I like Tommy does. Uh, Tommy, I've asked yes. you to get out away from my uh, second story window. I don't know how you're doing that, but you whisper. Time for you to sleep, Eric. Time for you to go to sleep. Charlie Brown was the saddest little boy in the world, but he loved his dog, Snoopy. Oh, I'm falling asleep. That's so soothing. I'm falling asleep over here. Oh, damn, Tommy. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, and with Audible Plus, you get full access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. If you're a fan of true crime podcasts, they have a treasure trove of original ones at Audible. Visit audible.com slash rogue theory or text rogue theory to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. That's audible.com slash rogue theory or text rogue theory to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. And finally, New Rockstars is excited to announce that we are partnering with the app Stereo to launch three new weekly live shows. The shows will be live on the Stereo app, which you can download for free at Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. If you download using that link, you'll automatically follow us and be notified about our new shows when they're coming out. With Stereo, you can interact with our podcasts in real time. You can submit voicemails that we will air in the episodes as we're recording them, as you're listening, and then we're going to react to you. We're going to answer your questions during the episodes. Uh, so these three new shows, they're going to be exclusive to Stereo. Their podcasts are audio only. 
Finley. So these are the three. Uh, there's going to be an expanded interactive version of our Inside Marvel WandaVision after show with me and Jessica Clemens. That's going to air every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's going to be uh, what we're calling New Rockstars News. It's really just going to be me and Philip casually reacting to the biggest nerdy headlines of the week and answering your questions about them. That's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then we're launching this new crazy thing called Comment Comments with our editors John Costa and Joshua Hurd reacting to the comments on New Rockstar's YouTube channel from the past week and addressing your comments and your concerns and various questions you have had, like um, why Eric missed this thing or what is the weird story behind this uh, tiny text that flashes on screen. Uh, that's going to be every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That seems like a dangerous game to play. It Oh, very, very dangerous. It might get canceled <laughs> after a week. We'll see. Um, so to access these live shows and submit us your voicemail questions and theories and interact with us in real time, you download the free Stereo app at Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. That's Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. Okay, back to WandaVision. This show keeps bringing back hexagons and the number six. So much so that I now kind of regret ever bringing it up because people are now <laughs> tweeting me constantly with insane reaches mm -hmm. that like, Monica's clearly octagonal earrings are actually hexagons or uh, all the time codes at this specific time add up to the number six. Uh, six uh, plus uh, five, which is one less than six, is 9-11. Um, or, you know, random hexagons in other movies and shows. They must be connected to the hexagons in this show. I get it. The conspiracy blood is on my hands. I rocked this. <laughs> You're Q. You're Q from QAnon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, one six January sixth. That's when it happened. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, man. Within Wandavision, it's possible these hexagons that show up in the sitcom editing of episodes one, two, and three. That's all I'm saying is connected, folks. It's within the show episode to episode. I think they could actually mean something. So let's you know, yeah. let's go rogue here. Let's. Let's try to figure out what these hexagons are all about. Uh, and leading off with the possibility that all these could be connected to the hexagonal AIM logo. You remember AIM, yes. right? That's Advanced mm -hmm. Idea Mechanics. That was Aldrich Killian's company from Iron Man 3. Yes. In the comics, AIM is a much bigger deal than it is in the MCU. The henchmen have these kind of beekeeper-esque yellow jumpsuits. Um, AIM is connected to MODOK. We've talked about AIM on the channel before. Uh, they might be coming back in MCU. I'm not sure if they're going to come up in WandaVision, but do you guys think AIM could somehow be behind this Westview operation? Well, why why couldn't it be similar to the sword logo that we're seeing? Why why is this just not another identifier, another marker on the game board of WandaVision from whatever this entity is that's creating this world? Swords, hexagons, hedge clippers. We don't know. They all mean something. <laughs> they all... They all mean something, Eric. I'm like many of your fans. I've stayed up day and night deconstructing these <laughs> theories. The numerology, the symbols are everywhere. But I, I think that it's probably what's just right in front of us. And that, that's the logo for a very famous evil entity in the, uh, in, in the Marvel comic universe. This is probably its introduction into, or reintroduction into the cinematic universe after it was in, obviously, Iron Man 3. But it will be thrust again into the forefront, I think, with Hydra no longer really being a threat. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, um, you know, at first I was like, no, nah, they're just referencing the hex magic that Wanda is known for because maybe they're just trying to tie into it's no longer just weird, you know, um, weird uh, powers. It's actually magic that she's going to be using. But then, you know, after a few new Rockstars videos, I was like, there's actually one too many connections there. And so now <laughs> I do, now I'm kind of back on the bandwagon of, okay, this probably is AIM. I mean, it's just 
too much oh, of a I'm so sorry, Tom. I'm so sorry I <laughs> radicalized you. But, but it was just, it, but, you know, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that they were responsible for all the problems in the world, the number six, but I do think it, AIM is part of this show. And and I was, so what, one theory I was thinking about is what if, what if we've been thinking about this the wrong way? What if AIM is actually the one who approached Wanda and was like, hey, um, you know, we uh, we got a way that you can be with Vision again, you know? Mm. And uh, so they, they brought her into the loop and maybe they've even hooked her up to something so that way she can, uh, she can tap into this world and her power to be with Vision. But then, you know, it's now gone kind of haywire and now it's, it's kind of blown up worse than we have. And that's why swords come in to try to solve and fix the situation. So maybe like the Hell's Fire Club trying to control the Phoenix, maybe mm. this is AIM trying to control uh, Wanda and, and and losing that control and now it's and maybe then all the people who live there are actually aim agents instead of just Ooh. constructs and they're oh, wow. and that, that's what that's what kind of got me thinking about like maybe there's like they they want to wait and extract what they need to because maybe by Wanda being hooked up to this thing that's uh, that they're able to um, utilize the power of an infinity stone essentially yeah and maybe that's their way of doing this I don't know. I, I like your thinking, Tom, and I know a lot of our viewers are going, yes, thank you. Someone's finally going into it. I flatly disagree. Um, I no just problem. think... No problem. I, I just hate you now. No, I'm just <laughs> Fair, fair. I deserve it. We are it. not friends. And, well, here's my issue yeah, with it, is like, uh, Marvel has d pulled this card before. I get why people think this could be possible, because we heard Hail Hydra, you know, come back in Winter Soldier. We, uh, Kevin Feige during Comic-Con 2019 was like, hey, remember the Ten Rings? They may have just seemed like a one and done thing but they're coming back um with aim i totally think aim could come back in the mcu i just think you know wandavision has only um two-thirds of its episodes left they've already laid a lot of groundwork getting us to know what sword could be are they really going to spend a lot of time be like well in addition to sword there's this whole other organization that came back from the early mcu that you're also going to have to get to know it just seems mm. a little muddy That's it seems like point. there's a and lot like, here's everything there. you need to know about these guys now yeah, yeah yeah it would be like halfway through uh lost they're like hey the dharma initiative there's also another organization <laughs> called the um the karma collective and uh you also they're That's also kind band. of behind it Karma, just, right right yeah <laughs> culture club so I, I don't know. I, I think AIM could come back in the MCU. I hope it comes back in the MCU, especially if MODOK right. shows up. I'm just um, relieved. I'm really happy to see that uh, Wanda is using AIM to get back together with Vision. As a boy, I used AIM to get back together with my ex-girlfriend, AOL is. Instant Messenger. Yep. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Send know, a quick message. Online. <laughs> Will you go put an away message up thinking of you? Put your anniversary in your profile. Put a song lyric. Put, maybe change the font color to pink to let her know you're thinking about her. Good job. I see you, Wanda. You're romantic. <laughs> now, what I'll say is I think the hexagons are important, but maybe not as important as we've been making it out to be. You know, mm. we, we keep saying, oh, it's six. There's six sides to a hexagon, six points, so it's a sign of the devil, six, six, six. I'm, Mephisto, <laughs> I think, could show up. I don't know if the hexagons will be connected to that, but... I think right now it's an aesthetic choice. Every episode ends with like a hexagon wipe or in the opening credits of the yeah. Brady Bunch episode, there was hexagons there. I think what we might see is some kind of like bird's eye view of the outside of Westview. And maybe it's just laid out on a hexagonal like grid. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like it's, there's not any deeper. Right. I bet it could be something so simple. Like maybe she wakes up and there's a light above her that's in the shape of a hexagon. And like that's it. Yeah. It could probably oh, be something so be simple. But it definitely, I went from 
it's nothing. It's just a slight <laughs> reference to, okay, now it's something. I just don't it's know. Everything. You were radicalized by the internet. A, yeah. a prominent force on the internet radicalized you. I just am now picturing Mephisto like emerging and he's just draped in hexagons. Like he's just got like hexagon bangles. He's got a hexagon yeah, yeah, crown. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, and he's just like pushing like, it into the, the screen. Bead, like, bead things where you pull yourself through. <laughs> hexagon rings. As we saw when, you know, because uh, I first got into like nerdy uh, recaps reading Jeff Jensen's uh, articles after Lost, you know, on Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that guy is now a writer on Watchmen and stuff like that. So I'm like, there's a future for me to make this stuff too. Um, but yes. like, yeah. the, one thing I learned from doing that, and, you know, a show like HBO's Watchmen, it's good for this too. There is a difference between things that are important and things that are the answer. Um, some things can be super important and come back and tell us certain things about understanding the show, but are not the answer to, or not the number 42, the answer to everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, just by, uh, looking at the hexagons, it can give us some kind of importance that will be revealed at the end of the show, but isn't necessarily the answer. And the answer can still be Mephisto, but it doesn't mean the hexagons are connected to that. Um, it's just like kind of what Tom was saying. It might have been like a hexagonal light or she is her mind, uh, her body is strapped into something. There's like a hexagonal halo that's over her uh, or that like um, the spell that she used to cast, um, mm. try to bring vision back to life. It was kind of this eldritch magic looking sparkle thing that was in the shape of a hexagon and it was called hex magic. Mm. And then that pff, blew up. And now that's what Westview is. Fargo yeah. kind of does that. That's kind of similar to like what Fargo, yeah. the TV show, does. There's a lot of things that are important, but ultimately don't answer anything. <laughs> they don't. And Fargo is produced by Noah Hawley, who also did Legion, which I think there are mm-hmm. a ton of parallels with Legion and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. In um, Eric, you were saying Watchmen, like the theme of and the concept of an egg was like really important in that show. But it was, and it kind of was the answer at the end. But it wasn't like every single thing has to do with an egg. But it was an yeah. important symbol with the show. So it could just be that of like. Hexagons symbolically could mean a lot of things. And also it could be just like a light or whatever, or a bangle, a nice bangle. Yeah, um, nice bangle. Marina, you tapped into my yeah. future TED Talk theory in which everything is eggs. Uh, uh, it sounds stupid, <laughs> oh, yeah. but I am going to write a book one day that explains how everything in art and media, uh, everything in life, if you understand fundamentally what an egg is... Uh, that is everything. And I look That's at everything. That's a future eggs. spoiler alert for Eric's Oh, God, we're watching uh, the origin. It was an egg the whole time. It was an egg. That'll be the... Eric's supervillain <laughs> origin. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys need to watch this, uh, this short story that they've animated on YouTube called The Egg. And it's like the most beautiful thing in the world. And I love it. And I watch it once a month. And it's perfect. Uh, oh, I'll cool. put it in the comments. And you guys might already know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway. Let us know in the comments below what you think this uh, this six or this recurring six or absence of the number six or the hexagons is really all about. I want to hear your craziest theory because <laughs> uh, I do love talking about it. Um, but we have time. Oh, wait, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so Marina, for saying that everything's eggs and allowing me to <laughs> soapbox, you get a golden sparkle box. Wee! And Tom, Does it come with uh, you also get a golden sparkle box. For, for, uh, because even though I don't agree with your aim theory, I like that you have thought about it more than I have. <laughs> and Tommy, I'll you get it. another blue one. <laughs> okay. I don't have a reason. You just get it. And you deserve it. <laughs> He's so sad. It, it's, it's all fun and games, and we have a good time here. But gro- growing up, I didn't have much. Uh, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> hot dogs and macaroni and cheese for dinner four or five nights a week. Uh, Dad wasn't around, and uh, gold sparkle bucks were really all I had to look forward to. And you know, I find myself as an adult now with my son disappointed in me as I was with my father, thinking that maybe a golden sparkle bucks would have saved today. But uh, a blue one is fine, and we'll regroup. And I. Uh, I'm just happy to get a chance to to talk with my peers, and I wish everyone the best of luck. <laughs> All right, Tommy, I'm taking away one of your blue sparkle bucks. You said <laughs> The cold truth is a dessert in Tommy's house was a can of Alfredo sauce. Yeah, it was. And that's why it's I can't get enough of can. it now. Just open it's it a, 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 a can. Okay. Not even a jar. A you can. had an industrial can. When I get married, my wife and I are going to smear Alfredo sauce in each other's face with a spoon. All right. We got time for one final rogue question. Uh, everyone's going to answer this. And the one I like the best will get a sparkle buck of some kind. Uh, our question this week, uh, in political news, Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy, new president pro tempore of the Senate and third in line of succession to the president. Wait a minute. It goes vice president, speaker of the House, fourth. president pro tempore. That's right. Um, oh, so third or fourth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has cameos. This guy is great. Uh, Batman fans know this guy. He loves Batman. He is in all the Batman movies. He's the one who says, mm -hmm. uh, we don't cower to thugs. And the Joker's like, you remind me of my father. That's Patrick Leahy. Uh, he is also in Batman v Superman. He's on the um, the Senate panel next to old crooked mouth. What's her face? Holly Hunter. Helen. I drank peach tea. Yeah. Uh, she has an adorable <laughs> crooked mouth. I love Holly Hunter so freaking much. Oh my much. god. Um, and uh, he's the one next to her. He's another senator. Anyway, this guy loves Batman. And he is president pro tempore. He will be presiding over the impeachment proceedings because the chief justice is like, I ain't touching that shit. Um, yeah. So I want to know from you guys, uh, what is the most Batman-y legislation that Patrick Leahy could try to pass? No guns, no killing. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, that was... wear, wear a mask, not for your own protection, but for the people you love. <laughs> Wasn't that a lesson from uh, Batman? Have all kids learn martial arts so they could back you up if you need it. It's also right. just repealing all taxes on rich people so that if you are rich, <laughs> you can just become Batman. Like if you're, if you're rich, you need to be able to become a superhero. So like no more taxes. Well, I'm going to give the golden sparkle buck to Tommy Bechtold on that one. Uh, <laughs> Redemption, person, buddy. Redemption. You got it. Uh, yeah. You got to run home, Tommy. Run it. home. <laughs> a golden sparkle buck just for me? Wow. Oh. But I'm not the guy who ever wins. I'm always Mr. Second Place. I'm oh always God. Mr. Runner-Up. Here it comes. Now I'm drunk with power. Well, you did drunk win today. Drunk with power. Tom Michelson. <laughs> Tom Michelson is our winner with his two sparkle bucks. Hey, Congratulations, hey, Tom Michelson. Hey. Yeah, thanks, guys. Now Tommy's devastated again. Yeah. I just love snatching things out of the closet. Dangle it and then knock Tom. it out. Uh, well, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guest, Tommy Bechtold, Marina Mastros, Tom Michelson. Follow all of them on social media. Support all of their wonderful things they say and do. Uh, you can support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options, like this Hi, I'm Eric Voss shirt and our other WandaVision-inspired designs, An Unusual Couple. We're selling out of those quickly. Uh, check those out at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to New Rockstars on YouTube. And uh, another reminder to download the Stereo app by going to Stereo.com slash New Rockstars so that you can listen to our three new weekly live shows 
shows. It's not just our shows on stereo. You can join conversations about a wide range of conversation topics, comedy, pop culture, and sports. Download the app for free on Apple and Android and create an avatar and profile. Be sure to download now so you can submit questions to one of our upcoming shows. See you next time, boners. <laughs> yeah. Boners.